This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Hello, Allah, and welcome back to the second hour of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Mr. and Mrs. Muscle, Mike and Viv are back to talk all things nutrition and fitness. And today we're going to be taking a look at reverse dieting. What is that? And should you be doing it rather than dieting? We might even ask them about the number of fries we should be having <laughs> because we're going to be discussing the dangers of going too low on your calorie count plus the best exercise for abs. Do you know what I love as well? This uh, really interesting news article that I've just been looking at where employees in China are being fined for walking fewer than 180,000 steps. That's a lot. That's a lot of steps. Well, 180,000 steps a month. We're going to be talking about that story and more here on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse95. Yeah, here we go. Mr. and Mrs. Muscle are back. Hello. Good morning, guys. Hello, hello. So good to have you. Hello. Can, can, there we go. There we go. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> we finally got you on Mike, Mr. Muscle. Um, Mike and Viv, so good to have you guys as always. Thank you. Uh, but uh, a big talking point today um, has been all about the number of French fries we should be having <laughs> after just complete um, outcry on the internet uh, over what one Harvard professor has said uh, we should be eating in, in terms of, you know, portion control. Well, we've heard about portion control, okay. Yeah. yeah, we have. But what do you think about the idea of eating six French fries, six sticks of French fries? Me personally? <laughs> yeah, both of you. I want to know. And for me, that's impossible, in my opinion. Uh, and I do like French fries. Right? And, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly agree. Six. I, I Look, there's so many things that um, are incorrect with that statement. You have to take into account how big is that chip. You know, sometimes you find that one chip that's really long yeah. and you save it to the end. <laughs> so, like, does that count as two? Or you go for it first. <laughs> so, uh, for me, no. <laughs> I don't know what you think, Viv. I would find it massively frustrating because I have um, a problem with French fries. I love them too much. So, six would be very, very hard to... I have to nibble on them to savour them mm. to make them last. Right. But sometimes you, you just like a couple and you like to dip it in the a little bit of sauce and then you eat them so six will be gone in two seconds right yeah and so what are you going to do after that it's like you go into deep depression because there were only six oh, yeah, six, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who serves six i think that's the harder part it's like wait, only six please well you know the, the, i mean okay so yes it's just the most bizarre statement but the idea is just to be eating mostly salad and then if you need to taste the fries which have been fried and they're like don't have the loaded ones you know the loaded mm, ones where they add loads of things with, with the yeah all of that good stuff. It, it, it is good it's a bit gluttonous but it's good it's um oh so bad yeah. so bad once a, once a month is that okay once a month for sure okay yeah, all right for sure. fine but it really kind of um it's kind of a good launching point for our topic today which mm. is calorie restriction Yes. Um, and how low is too low when yes. you're talking about mm. calories? Yes. So I had um, 
I had a discussion with uh, one of my clients uh, not long ago, and it was it was a really touchy subject for me because there's so much misinformation out there, and she felt that she hadn't been dropping weight as quickly recently, and she's been putting in the work 100%. In fact, she's been putting in more work than ever. Mm. Super proud of her, and I noticed something the other day. You know, we're we're on the treadmill just doing a warm up, and her heart rate heart rate spikes dramatically, like unusually. Um, we move off of the treadmill. We then decide to go on to the stairmaster. I love the stairmaster, by the way. Uh, and again, heart rate spikes dramatically, and she's just getting really tired. The fatigue is kicked in immediately. And I said to her, "I said, oh, how are you feeling?" She, oh, this is tough. I'm really tired. And I immediately just had a sense. I knew that she wasn't eating enough. So I said to her, "Have you been?" cutting your calories have you been holding back on food are you not eating and she had this guilty look on her face and it was like um just over two days just over the two days because you know over the two days i i you know i was really busy and i'd forgotten but people feel under pressure to not say what they've been doing but i know that this is more of a psychological issue and when i said to her why have you been cutting back or holding back on the calories it comes down to what she's heard you know i've heard this and there's so many people out there so many stories out there that say you know you're eating too much cut this cut that and it's now become something quite dangerous, you know, to kind of factor in. You think the only way to lose weight now is to, you know, completely stop eating or, or really dramatically reduce your calories. Because you think that yeah. that's the, the simple equation. The less cal- calories that go in, the mm. more that you burn off, that you're going to be at your uh, goal faster. I mean, yeah. isn't that what stuff like, you know, the biggest loser teaches us yeah, and yeah, that yeah. kind of thing? What's the, what's the equation? It's... Um, basically, uh, your calories out have to be more than your calories in. And a lot of people take that as, oh, I have to eat less rather than move more. (laughs) So um, the idea would be move more, get more active, even just in your day to day. And then maybe have a a training session for half an hour to an hour daily if you can. Mm. And then that way you can actually achieve that. You know, and then you're in your everyday, do more housework or do more, you know, go for walks or take um, walk to the shop instead of uh, taking your car. Mm. I know it's very difficult here in the UAE because of the <laughs> the weather. It's really hot and especially during summer months, it's crazy. But um, if you can, every opportunity you can walk, then definitely do it because those are the um, extra calories that you are going to be burning rather than... Um, reducing maybe you know half of your meal size or um even just taking out one meal for your day mm. so yeah definitely um thinking think about moving around more i mean because you definitely have to reduce uh your portion sizes if you're just you know going overboard you have to watch what you're eating yeah, um, sure. yeah you but the, 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 you have to get the balance right yeah yeah and some how do you do that? People, uh, some people basically take it to um, to the extremes. And a great way of measuring is just to, to listen to your body. And um, when you eat, if you are feeling that you still need food, then eat a little more. Or if you're feeling like you're full and you're super bloated that you're going to explode, then you're going to have to hold back and pull back. And um, it, it's a, a fine balance. Try not to um, drink while you're eating because that's going to fill you up so you won't know how hungry you are Mm, um if you do drink then have it about i don't know 45 minutes to an hour beforehand and or drink afterwards 45 minutes to an hour very good tips and um you know in in terms of when it comes down to the food and knowing it's like viv said about listening to your body this one's very important and we so like there's these things out there intolerancy tests that you can take some people question the accuracy of those however what um is a very good idea is when you finish eating if you sense something whether it's the slightest stomach ache or slightest discomfort 
pay attention to that because that that could mean that you have an intolerance to it but you you feel that you can handle that so you ignore that intolerance but you keep going down that route and one thing that's very common that a lot of people have um is is uh, for example irritable bowel syndrome ibs and some people don't know that they have it very common yeah very 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 common you know you find yourself first thing in the morning having to wake up and you've got a stomachache you need to go to the toilet you find yourself after eating almost every meal and it becomes your new normal but there's ways to manage things like that and that's by like what you've said watch what you're eating pay attention to how you feel after you're eating these foods mm. so that's very 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 key um and it's not about getting really meticulous with counting everything because that always has its downsides as well you become food obsessed and because of the counting the worst thing is is, is knowing that let's say you've got 1700 calories to make up and you've only been able to get through i don't know you know 1200 you've got x amount left and you think oh okay i'm gonna make this up now with uh, something i've really wanted a donut and it's just an empty calorie and and we had this discussion recently um where we, we moved over the weekend um last week we moved finding time to cook proper food and eat was difficult and we kept on having you know you know let's say it junk food and i felt terrible like i had energy for all of what 10 minutes yeah and then i was like oh, what is this like, <laughs> I, I need real food. i need real right food. so it's, yeah, a real, yeah. it's a real thing like empty calories exist no calories are you know no two calories are the same yes it has a job of giving you energy but how long for mm. you know and this is where the overeating uh, comes in and for you, Viv, um, when you're doing things like competition training, is this something that you've done where you've restricted your calories? What's that? Um, yes, a few like? years back, yep. way, way back. Um, uh, basically, we signed myself up for a competition. It was a bikini competition, which I never ended up actually doing because basically five weeks into it, I had restricted my diet and because of my uh, training plan as well as m just uh, my work, I, I got run down. I couldn't handle it anymore and I felt like I was going crazy and I was developing an unhealthy um, relationship with food. So I started to sneak food. <laughs> I started secret eating and it started off with crackers because crackers are generally like lower calories. Right. And then it went into biscuits and then I just unleashed <laughs> like a whole world of just everything and anything. And um, I felt like I was actually traumatized from the experience. I don't recommend ever cutting your calories down that low. And especially if you're working very hard as well in terms of like intense weight training, it's um, it can mess with your, your mental health and psychologically you don't feel right. And then your body um, after a while starts to deteriorate and break down. You're mm. always tired and you're grumpy and it's just like you feel very lethargic and yeah, it's it's not a pleasant experience. You no. need you need carbs, you need the glucose for your brain, you need um, all the healthy fats as well. Um, but if you are cutting calories, you have to really make sure that you're getting the correct nutrients in. So supplementation might be something that you want to look at as well, just to help with some of the the symptoms. Mm. Mm -mm. I just love that you shared that story because I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, I need to get bikini ready or mm. whatever it is for the summer. Um, and, you know, you go to kind of ridiculous lengths sometimes just mm -hmm. to do that yeah that's that's what's not so shown. dangerous very yeah. very and i think there's one point that we, we you know we missed out here and a lot of females go through this and we we knew we knew one girl who was very active very very active i mean very very slim to the point where um she stopped having her period and it can mess with infertility and it can mess with your hormonal levels and mm -hmm. this is this is the downside of dramatically reducing your calories 
Mm. And now if you don't have that knowledge and you don't understand why that's happening to your body, you're not thinking how to correct that. So you now start thinking, I need to go to the doctors, I need to get this, I need to get that. You're then loading yourself up with, let's say, medicine. Uh, even taking those medicines is not necessarily helping. Yep. So... Because you, you've situation. got to you've mm. got to address the fundamental problem yeah. before 100%. the medicine is going to start working anyway. Yeah, um, amazing. Yeah, really, really important uh, discussion there. Um, coming up next, I think we need to get into reverse dieting. Yes. What is that? And particularly if your calorie count is too low. That's coming up next with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle on Live Beats on Pulse ninety five. This is Pulse ninety five. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. Oh my gosh, what a discussion we're having uh, right now, off air, all about um, restrict going crazy and just completely over restricting your calories. Um, Viv, you shared your story, but man, um, Mike, you've got a story to tell too. You did the same thing. Yes. So when when Viv couldn't uh, couldn't compete, basically the calorie restriction uh, affected Viv uh, quite a bit. Um, and, and, and again, it makes your bones weak. It kind of makes you weaker if you've, if you've extremely cut the calories. So we, we obviously paid to do the competition and didn't want the money to go to waste. So I was like, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to attempt to do it. And there was about four weeks left. I was not prepped or prepared. And I ended up restricting my calories all the way down to 500. Um, and that was... I didn't 500 per day, not oh, yeah, per meal. Yeah. 500 calories per day. <laughs> That's and, just um, unbelievable. Like, I can't even. Yeah, looking back on it, I, I hugely, yes, I'm thankful. For, I'm grateful for the learning curve, uh, but I hugely regret it and would never, ever, ever go back down that route. It was a stressful period for my body. Um, my aggression levels went through the roof. In terms of energy, I, I don't know where I mustered up the energy from. It was definitely willpower because my training sessions were three hours plus. Um, I overexercised. I dropped 10 kilos inside of that four weeks and it wasn't a healthy 10 kilos that I lost. I must state this. Yes, I dropped 10 kilos, but I lost a hell of a lot of muscle. My muscles were flat. Um, concentration levels weren't there. Like it was Even just really though you bad. were working out, you yeah. just your muscles weren't flat. No, yeah. they, they were flat. Yeah, they weren't yeah. flat. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't eating, so he couldn't grow or fuel his muscles. Precisely. So uh, every time he was overtraining, he was actually eating into his muscle. Yep. Wow. That's just unbelievable. And it, and it hugely affected sleep, affected water levels. You start looking at things like, and, and it's important to note here because there are so many people that go through competition that don't explain the hard parts or the, or the downsides that come with that kind of training. Um, and they have these fantastic, amazing looking bodies. So sometimes you're trying to emulate what they do or you're trying to emulate these things without researching. And there, there are stories of people that have started playing with water balance by um, taking diuretics, for example. And there's numerous cases where people have taken diuretics or diuretics, I don't know how to pronounce it, diuretics, and um, have, have ended up um, losing life, you know? Do you know what's interesting you mentioned that? Because mm. uh, I don't know if you know the British actress uh, Jamila Jamil. Jamila um, Jamil. So um, mm. she's quite, she's in a, a, an, a US TV series called The Good Place. Okay. Um, and she's just really come to the fore very much recently, um, speaking up on, on social media all about these kind of things because mm. she grew up you know, in the UK, feeling incredibly insecure, had eating disorders. And now, um, I mean, she's huge on social media and she's come out against other stars um, like Cardi B um, and others who promote yep. things like diuretics yep. for weight loss yep. as well, uh, making, you know, 
a really big statement about it and yeah, saying it's, it's destroying people. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. And like it always comes down to why. And, um, you know, it, this is not to say supplements or all supplements are bad, but, you know, the, the secret's in the, in the word. Supplements are there to supplement something you can't get mm. you can easily get access to food and the nutrients it's all around you it's in your basic food it's in your vegetables um but people don't see it like that when there's a lot of miseducation around supplementation that's what it is mm-hmm. and this is stuff that you know we've had talks with uh, very big organizations supplement companies um this is what they're trying to change they're trying to bring around proper education around supplementation and why and when you would use that now bringing it back to diuretics and diuretics um playing with your water balance is it has a detrimental effect you know you're playing with the minerals eventually that plays into your hormone balance if you're a female again i mentioned before this can affect your fertility levels and this is very hard to recover from and and this is where the the term or even thinking about reverse dieting um kind of comes into play it definitely needs more research um but it comes into play its focus is on trying to fix your metabolism through eating more calories without putting on fat and um but it's gradually eating yeah. more calories yeah so how yeah. do you do it how do you properly do it you want to start yeah, no, go. <laughs> um so basically you would reintroduce food just slightly different in terms of like your calories you would bring in about 50 to 100 calories a week and progress it so it's not going to be like a complete overload for your system on top of what you're already having. Oh, on top of what you're, if you're already having. If you've gone really low. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is based on um, very low calorie diets. Um, they do. They say this is good because um, your insulin levels, you don't want to spike up and then have all these problems. And you want to try and maintain a consistent, uh, um, you know, blood glucose level. And also you want your metabolism to reboot and resettle. Yeah. So Re- you need to kind of like. Recalibrate uh, almost. Yeah. 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 Basically yeah. reset. So, yeah, you just have to do it very gradually and slowly. And you can't go from very low to, to very, suddenly, like, no. you know, what no. would be considered normal levels. It's got to because That can give you mm. insulin resistance and just mess around with you, you as yeah, well. Yeah, huge insulin spikes. But also, and this happened, um, this happened in the past, I think a few years ago, um, someone I came across, went very low on carbohydrates. Now, probably the most popular thing that people are doing is cutting their carbs. But mm-hmm. then when it comes to a refeed or reintroducing, when you all of a sudden reintroduce those carbohydrates you can actually cause yourself to have a low blood low blood pressure and you might experience faintness dizziness uh, but really severe spells so you can't just reintroduce a huge amount of food you definitely have to to go through that small progression like Mm, was mentioning mm, mm, mm. um and also sorry have mm. foods that are very low on the glycemic index as well you can't just have like we like talking about donuts but you can't just have that donut and say okay that's my you know addition yeah for Mm. the day Uh, you need something something that's going to be um nutritional and that your body is going to react to and absorb and what's going to benefit your body and actually give you energy because your metabolism is all about basically, you know, breaking down energy and yeah, burning and using that energy as well. So you just want to speed up the amount of time well, um, that it takes to break down that food. Exactly that. Speeding up the amount of time that it takes to break down that food. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, okay, so every day you would be doing that, like uh, I think you said 50 to 100 um, 50 calories to more. Calories, yeah, yeah every extra. every day extra it, or no, week, or every week. you do it every week. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. There's so, different there's different methods. Okay. There's, there's many different methods, but like a, a, just on a basic level, 
50 to 100 calories per week uh, increase will get you there at least gradually. Until um, you hit a certain amount of calories, yeah. that is going to be um, based on your um, ideal metabolic rate. And so would would this be beneficial for um, you know people who have just gone too low trying to lose weight? Or does this work as well for um, those who are on a certain fitness regimen and they're trying to build muscle? Who is this kind of thing for? I, I would say both, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because again, the focus is on fixing that metabolism. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're trying to build more muscle and let's say you're burning through, your metabolism is extremely high and this is a problem that a lot of really slim, you know, uh, ectomorphs face. You say, oh, eat more food, eat more food, but it's like they don't know how uh, to eat eat more food. That's very so tough. it yeah. is very difficult. So um, it works both ways. Because also mm. your body's gotten used to a really yes. small amount of food. Yeah. And if you just suddenly just give it what you think is you know what is is actually normal it may freak out i always think of people who have you know been i don't know having to starve somewhere it just you know these news stories come to mind where somebody's been in a cave stuck in a cave somewhere they can't eat you can't just suddenly introduce a normal diet to them or even intermittent fasting or fasting you know we we kind of like yeah the, the unfortunate way that people do it sometimes is you know, they fast and they're like, as soon as you break the fast, they go crazy and they're in and they eat everything on the table. It's like, whoa, slow down. <laughs> yeah, that's And that's a problem as well because you're breaking your fast with something that isn't nutrient dense. Mm. So it's like, it's not necessarily an empty calorie, but it's a calorie that just doesn't give you what you need. So mm. you're going crazy on that and you can keep going, keep going. And then obviously you're full because you've just put a lot of something in your system. Your digestive system is like, okay, I need to break this down. But once that's been broken down, you're all of a sudden hungry again in the period that you should be fasting it's like yeah. you're physically full from eating That's a it. large amount of full um food sorry but you're still hungry because your body is not getting what it needs mm. so you're always going to have that craving and then you're going to give it the same kind of foods and then it's going to still be craving and that's how people can keep just eating and eating mm. okay we're going to be uh talking more about this next uh getting some questions uh as well about abs mm. and motivation a new story that we've been talking about coming out of China. Should people be fined for not walking <laughs> a certain number of steps every day? That's all coming up next uh, with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle on Life Beats. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Oh my gosh, so much talk about this uh, news story coming out of China where um, employees uh, that we just talked about at the top of the hour, employees um, were fined for not walking 180,000 steps per month, which actually isn't a lot, 6,000 steps a day. Um, and I was saying, I feel like I do that sometimes just without even really thinking, Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just walking back and f- walking back and forth to the fridge. Yeah. You know? These all count, they all count. <laughs> Especially if, if you have a really big house. Yeah. That's, that's like a hint. You might get a big house. <laughs> you just move. So next one. Um, but, uh, you know, what do you think about this? Uh, getting fined for not doing enough exercise. Um, you know, some people are saying this company just wants some money. Uh, the company thinks that it's trying to get its employees to be more active. Mm. Is this a good idea? Hmm. Rewarding? For the walking, uh, do you know what? On both on both ends, I personally don't think it's a good idea. Rewarding and and fining on both sides. Really? Like, yeah, because it, it's like if if there's the problem with rewarding you to walk, 
is saying that it's something you don't have to do. You have to move. So you shouldn't be rewarded for having to move to be healthier. But um, for sure, you shouldn't be fined for not moving. Or or at least told you have to do X amount, otherwise we're going to make you pay. Like that mm. one, I don't personally agree with because you'll just find someone who will try and cheat the system and they'll put more effort into trying <laughs> to cheat the system. Yeah, than actually doing it. Than actually doing it. And they'll probably take 10,000 steps to find the thing that they need <laughs> to cheat the system. But... <laughs> Vim. Um, I don't agree. Yeah. What do you think? Um, This is interesting Um, because I don't actually agree with it because I feel like it's very restrictive. However, I feel like people do need an incentive um but in terms of the reward as well i think i agree with mike to the extent that um it's something that we should actually just be doing but i know that not everybody is going to be everybody knows that you're supposed to be exercising but people just don't do it yeah Yeah. so where do you find the motivation i think the the motivation do you know what people okay most people's motivation comes from hindsight when something has gone wrong or the very one time they needed to, I don't know, be there for their child or they needed to, let's say, make the bus and they realized that they couldn't do it and it just led to a series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. That's usually a big wake-up call for so many people, uh, especially people that we come across and people that we deal with. You know, it's uh, their motivation is, is spending more time with their family, with their, their kids and or even being able to have kids. Yeah. So that's yeah. one side. Um, a lot of my clients, I think they've just wanted to actually be generally fit and to be able to move well. Um, so it's quite interesting because everybody's like, oh, don't you get clients that always want like weight loss or something like that? But no, training is for other things as well, maintaining general fitness in- increasing your strength and, and just all sorts of stuff. And um, oh, where am I going with this? Sorry, quality <laughs> of life, isn't it? Yeah, just it's about improve. quality of life. And also mental health as well. I have a lot of clients that just want to feel better because when they exercise, they feel better as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, just give people cash for moving <laughs> a bit more and maybe they'll get into the culture of doing that and then it becomes something that they will do autom- no, automatically. 100%. But yeah, you definitely need some sort of um, goal or, or purpose as well. And it, it's very like specific to the individual, I think. Mm. So if you can find that, whatever um, will drive you, then go ahead. I, go I, I think just to, just to quickly um, add to that, I think if you're someone that, is trying to find motivation to exercise i'm gonna say it's a good thing in the sense that it means that you're someone that needs to exercise doesn't mean you're overweight that doesn't mean you're underweight it just means that you're someone that needs to exercise because you're look you're out there looking for motivation and a reason to move if you're someone that's already fit or you're already you know quite active you're not looking for that you know you're not looking for that kind of motivation to do it you're doing it but if you're having to look for the motivation to do it that's enough motivation in itself you need it what's today it's it? the 5th of December. We're already in December. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Christmas time. <laughs> Holidays. <laughs> Holidays. Holidays. Overindulging. Yeah. And then January 1st hits and we're all thinking about... The same thing. Those, those resolutions. The yeah. resolutions. Yeah. And Getting starting fit. again. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's a big question right now. Motivation. And I think next week we're going to have to get more into it and, and to see, you know, how do we... How do we stick to it? Yes. How do we finally, um, because a lot of us might have made that resolution year after year after year and thinking, okay, what am I going to do this time that is going to be different? Mm. How is it going to be different? And uh, I want to know from you guys next week, because we've run out of time. (laughs) 
how you advise your clients, um, you know, to change. What changes should they be making? Should they be looking for? What are the biggest mistakes that people make that make them fail? Um, and so, and and how do we combat those and make sure 2019 is going to be that year where it's going to happen? Yep. Mm. I have a good feeling about that number. 2019. 2019. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think it will be. Definitely. Although it's it reminded me of uh, Back to the Future. I don't know why. It just, <laughs> it just it reminded me of Back to the Future. But 2019. Love that movie, right? Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Amazing. Uh, Mike and Viv, Mr. and Mrs. Thank Muscle. You. Awesome as always. We didn't get to the abs next week. Yes. Yes, definitely. 2019 will, will be the year of the abs. <laughs> <laughs> year of the abs. <laughs> We're going to be talking about it then. Thank you so much to everybody who's joined us on Life Beats today. We're going to be back again tomorrow. We're going to be chatting with a chocolate master who has just come back from the World Culinary Olympics in Luxembourg, where he won two silver medals for his creations uh, and so much more. Have a fab day. See you again tomorrow, 10 a.m. for all of the good things that make Life Beat. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.